This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. It is the rarest of finds and probably not something you'll be wearing anytime soon unless you're flush with over £60 million. The discovery of the Lulo Rose, a pure pink diamond in Angola, is thought to be the largest such gemstone found in 300 years. And interest is already intense ahead of its future sale. The ancient gem was found at the Australian-run Lulo Alluvial Diamond Mine, which focuses on scouring riverbeds. And so how glitzy is this discovery? Well, just one in 10,000 diamonds is coloured pink, so finding one is very special indeed. And this monster is a type 2A diamond, which means it has few or no impurities. The Lucapa Diamond Company hasn't given a value for the uncut gem yet, but another such rock called the Pink Star, and weighing 132 carats, sold for over £58 million at a Hong Kong auction in 2017. And if you're wondering, one carat equals 0.2 of a gram. The Angola mine is open cast, which means miners sift thousands of tonnes of alluvial riverbed gravel from the Kukulo River, hunting for rough diamonds that have collected in deposits over millions of years. So what's the largest known pink diamond? That'll be the Daria e Nur, discovered in India in the 1700s, weighing in at 182 carats. The largest clear diamond, well, that behemoth, is the 3,100 plus carat Cullinan 1, found in South Africa in 1905, which became part of the Crown Jewels. To discuss the importance of this historic find and what else lies beneath the Earth's crust, we're joined by Robin Hansen, curator of minerals and gemstones at London's Natural History Museum. So, Robin, the diamond mining process, it's very different to gold mining. Yes, that's right. So if we look a little bit about how diamonds actually form and then how they're brought to the surface. So diamonds form very deep underground. Uh, They're made from the element carbon and they require very high pressure and temperature conditions in order to crystallise into the diamond mineral. And these are then later brought to the surface by this special 
volcanic eruption. So they're transported in magma or molten rock and they're brought very quickly up to the surface. And because they've got this very fast journey, it means that they are stable even as the pressure and temperatures drop and so they remain as being a diamond. Now, these eruptions, when they come to the surface, they create this funnel or sort of bowl-shaped pipe that comes up to the surface And so this is what we call a pipe. Um, And depending on the rock that's in it, most diamonds are found in a rock called kimberlite. So we would call it a kimberlite pipe. So where we're mining diamonds at what we call their primary source, so these kimberlite pipes where they're being brought to the surface, this is where the mines will normally start at the surface and then they will quite often dig down into what we call an open pit. And then sometimes they may also go underground. So following this pipe structure down into the earth to try and find the diamonds that are within this kimberlite rock. And how will these diamonds end up appearing, popping up out of the earth? Because these eruptions happened many millions of years ago, um, over time, the rock is quite easily eroded. And as the weathering happens over millions of years, the diamonds get weathered out of the the kimberlite rock and they get transported by wind or by water and, you know, may end up coming into rivers and then transported along rivers. So they can be carried, you know, many, many miles from this original source. So when they have been carried by a river, it's what we call an alluvial deposit. And over time, you know, rivers can change their course. So you get these old riverbeds that are kind of filled with, if you can imagine, like the different gravels that are being carried along by the river. And so it's within these deposits that this particular diamond has been found. So to do these alluvial deposits, they're not necessarily that deep from um, the surface of the earth. And you're sort of mining down, it would only be, you know, an, an open pit you wouldn't go underground with it and also the the direction that you might follow in order to follow these old river deposits can be um, you know quite variable it's not like you're mining just this one pipe when you're mining the primary source. How long are we talking about? These eruptions generally happened at least 50 million years ago but right up to 1.2 billion years ago but the diamonds themselves are actually far older than these eruptions so the youngest diamond we know is about 550 million years old but the oldest diamonds that have been found are more like I think it's 3.6 billion years old. And what makes a diamond pink? So pink diamonds, the the cause of the colour is is still actually unknown. Scientists are still studying it to work it out. But they believe that's associated with the distortion of, of the crystal structure inside the diamond. So the way the carbon atoms are arranged, it's been deformed after the diamond has crystallized. This is what we call plastic deformation. And they think that this deformation was probably caused by the stress of these really high pressure and temperature conditions under which the diamond has formed. What makes Central and Southern Africa such a diamond hotspot? Is it specific geology or climate? It's not related to the climate or the current location on the earth. So these Kimberlite pipes have intruded, you know, up into the Earth's crust, but not all kimberlites actually contain diamonds. It's only those that have intruded into the thickest and the oldest parts of the Earth's crust. So areas that we call cratons that have been stable for over 2.5 billion years old. So if you look at the locations where we find diamonds, so there's lots in 
in Africa, because you have these really old parts of the Earth's crust there, um, also in Australia, in Canada and Russia. So in Canada and Russia, they are very far north and they're very cold climates. So in fact, their mining is restricted by the summer times when they can actually get into the areas to do the mining. So it's more to do where these particular kimberlite pipes are located within the Earth's crust. So it is possible that there could still be undiscovered kimberlites in these particular areas. Let's go to the ads. Please do stay there to hear more about the tricky process of turning the milky pink uncut Lulo Rose into a glistening multi-million pound rock for sale. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Robin, so what's going to be the process now, turning this uncut rock into a phenomenal pink diamond for sale? They're cut in order to maximise what we call their brilliance. So that's sort of their sparkliness, their brightness, and also their fire. And that's where you get those lovely rainbow flashes in the diamonds. So they know the exact proportions and the exact angles to cut a diamond in order to maximise this. But because this is a pink diamond, they're going to be focusing on the colour as the most important aspect, you know, sort of over the importance of the brilliance or the fire. So they will probably spend quite a long time studying the gemstone to work out the best way to cut it in order to obtain that best pink colour when you view the diamond face up, as well as getting the largest stone and also, you know, the the sort of most sparkling fire of it as they can. And it's also going to depend, you know, when they whether or not the colour is uniform through the stone or whether there's any zoning, they would need to take those things into account. And the other thing with pink diamonds is because they've got this more complicated crystal structure, because they've got this sort of deformation in in their crystal structure, is that they actually take a longer time to polish than other colour diamonds. So that's another thing that they'll have to take into account when they're cutting it. But with diamonds, because they're so hard, you can really get this beautiful quality of cut, these really perfectly flat sort of facets, the flat faces on the gemstone. So they they will be able to create a really beautiful gemstone from it. And are there any diamond remnants left over from this process? So certainly some of the diamond, when they're cutting and polishing it, will be lost um, because it's just sort of ground away. I I don't know actually whether they use, they capture that dust to use for industrial purposes or not. But when they're planning out the cutting of the rough, they would be looking to see where they can, you know, create the, the biggest gemstone, but also can they make cut any other gemstones out of the other pieces that come off you know, that they cut off to create that first gemstone. Do diamonds just come in clear or pink? Diamonds actually come in a whole range of colours. So most gem quality diamonds are sort of a pale yellow to a pale brown colour. But you can get different fancy colours, including pinks, uh, reds. uh, So pinks are very rare, reds are very rare, greens are very rare. Um, But then also what you would call the fancy 
color yellows and browns where where it's quite a strong color so your diamonds can come in a whole range of colors and finally thanks very much for your time for any listeners shopping for that special gift do you have any tips on assuring its provenance we now have um in place something called the kimberley process which is a certification process so that all rough diamonds need to have a certificate with them to say which country they've been mined in in order for them to cross a country border so this is a very good way that we can tell where diamonds have come from and a lot of people now are, you know they they want to know the provenance of their diamonds so a lot of jewelers are selling their diamonds with that information as to which country those particular diamonds have come from there's more on this story in the evening standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk that's the leader we're back on friday at 4 p.m Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.